Hello and welcome to Creative Spaces. I'm Molly Cooper and this is the London Edition. In our first ever mini-season, we'll be featuring the best spaces to stay, work and play around the city, from timeless icons to under-the-radar finds. And as well as sitting down with the teams who brought them to life, I'll be bringing you the inside scoop from some pretty amazing people getting up to some pretty great things within travel, design and hospitality. I'm so excited to share all their stories with you, so let's get into it, shall we? Today we're talking all about a trend that is sweeping across Instagram and TikTok, the one and only quiet luxury. Now, while it might just feel like a revamped version of Scandi Chic, there's much more to this trend than meets the eye. And here to tell me all about it is Holly Beasley, Creative Director at the London Interior and Architecture Studio, Elysian. Holly, welcome to Creative Spaces. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me here today. Really excited. Me too. Well, I'm very excited to be in your office, actually, which oh. I, I think we'll get on to, but it is feeling very quite luxury in here. Lots of beautiful tones. Looking at mm. those shelves behind you. Very nice, yeah. Very on brand. Now, before Lovely. we go into um, the chat about quite luxury, I'd actually like to start with you and your background and how you've ended up here at Elysian. Mm. Okay, wonderful. So... I've been with Elysian for around five years now. Um, So I started off as an associate um, and I'm now a creative director. Um, Throughout my career, I've always had a focus on residential, um, particularly high-end residential. Um, And here, along with Charo, we lead the team. Uh, There's around 35 of us in the studio. So, yeah, keeps us all busy. A proper little gang of you. I love it. I actually walked in and you were all having Lebanese for lunch. And I think you called it a library with those beautiful, all the samples everywhere. Yeah, Yeah, it's an amazing space. Yeah, I think I like interior design studio vibes. I have discovered today. Oh, good, good. Well, I'm pleased you're enjoying, enjoying being here. Well, let's get into it then, because I actually was off Instagram and TikTok for years mm-hmm. and I got it again because of the podcast really and this like quiet luxury thing was just everywhere like yeah. it was fashion design like just quiet luxury kept popping up again and again and I was kind of like what is this like where did this come from yeah. so actually I'm really interested to hear about your take on it and what mm-hmm. you understand this quiet luxury to be yeah so uh, it's interesting with quiet luxury because it's something that I think touches upon many different aspects mm. so you know it's a it, it, it's a lifestyle could you even call it a philosophy perhaps if so. you're really going mm-hmm. for it um so it touches upon fashion it touches upon interiors you know even the choice of um you say hotels or places that you like to hang out potentially even health and fitness so it spans so many different genres mm-hmm. um but in particular, obviously, we're here to talk about interiors. Mm. So um, let's sort of dive a little more into into that. So I think you could define it as a new age minimalism. So it definitely has a focus on investing in quality and authenticity yeah. over quantity. Um, so it's not about, you know, the big flashiness or, um, you know, over excess. It's really sort of in, in a way, a little bit of a rebellion against that. Um, so, you know, if we were to look at interiors and, and sort of if we treat this a little bit like an onion, you know, if we were to look at the exterior surface and think about what does it, what does it actually look like, 
um, you know, you could say um, generally there's like a very muted palette. Mm. So it's very tonal, it's very relaxing, it's serene, it's refined, yeah. elegant. Um, so lots of like beautiful creams, everything's quite soft, nothing stark. Um, you know, you may go down, if there is a little bit of colour, then it's probably like a rich, earthy tone yeah. or like a, you know, a desaturated green, something that's, which feels good for the soul. Yeah. Um, you know, no neons. <laughs> no neons and now in quiet looks. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, love um, that. I think that in itself is so interesting because yeah. obviously like TikTok and Instagram, they really flogged this like boom, you know, labels, Kardashians, oh, yeah. flashy everywhere, like yeah. you know, overwhelming to a point. And that was kind of like, you know, the thing to be. And actually, yeah. this, is it a whole pushback, like rebellion against that? And it's not about the labels. It's not about having the newest handbag and the biggest car. It's about having really good quality and calming and beautiful things mm. that will last longer than you might have last season's, you know, shoes, handbag, dress, yes. interior stuff for. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it is, it's quite tiring in a sense, isn't it? Trying to be 100% perfect all the time. Yeah, oh my God. You know, and, 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 and that is the message that's pushed, pushed at people. Mm. Um, you know, as you say, you've got to have this brand or you've got to look like this. And I think that's one of the reasons why craft is actually um, a really big part of quiet luxury because it actually celebrates that imperfection. Oh. And I think that's something that people feel comfortable with. Um, it has a softness to it, something that feels comfortable to live with. Um, And in that, that, if you were sort of going back to the philosophy aspect of Mm. quiet luxury... Um, that celebrates the um, the time that someone puts into something. You know, that's that's seen as a valuable um, that that in itself, sorry, is seen as valuable. The amount of time that someone would spend creating something, which is really lovely. I really like that. Yeah, it's just so right that for many people, time is their most valuable thing mm. they have, and you know, we all don't have infinite amounts of it. So actually putting that at the core of this, this philosophy or this movement, I think is such a special way of understanding yeah. like, how to approach things like design or just living. Yeah, yeah living and sl- you know slowing down, you know appreciating the materials around you. Mm. The materiality is generally very textural. It's natural. It's raw. You know, instead of having um, a shiny silk, you would have a very raw silk with lots mm. of slubs in it, so you could appreciate the authenticity of that of that material and a bit like linen also seems to be having such a moment it just mm. seems to be everywhere like you, you walk into zara home and it's literally just linen yeah and again it's this beautiful like crumpled they haven't actually steamed everything it's like this is a beautiful natural woven material and a bit like you say celebrating mm. that in all of its imperfections yeah exactly because in the imperfection there is a uniqueness mm. and that is not repeatable yeah. so in actual fact and you know if you're thinking about luxury in its typical format yeah. then people want something that's unique and that and that rawness of materiality can give that so interesting okay and you were saying this whole like onion concept and like mm. on the surface level you have these muted colors these you know, pieces that you've chosen with love and they've taken real time to produce and have 
real sense of craft. Yeah. If we peel away that top layer, what we might yeah. find at the next sort of stage of the onion? Well, I think actually it's a little bit about what we've touched upon. It's the it's the it's the why. It's the why does that mean that this is quiet luxury? You know, you know so touching upon the aspect of craft and yeah. time. You know, um, and the and the um, and the materiality, seeing the seeing the imperfections. I think it's 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 that at the core of it, really. It's about why, about those those elements, and then and then it it's the aesthetic, almost second secondary yeah. to that. It's how people want to want to live their lifestyles. Yeah, and I think that actually really resonates on a sort of, like you say, lifestyle basis. Having purpose, doing mm. things that are special to you, mean a lot to you. I think there is this sort of shift. Maybe it was COVID made people yeah. reassess their lives and what they were doing. But uh-huh. I think people are placing a lot more importance on finding what really drives them in life and their purpose and it feels like that sort of trickles down into maybe how we're approaching what we buy for our homes and this quiet luxury finding something that feels comfortable and right to you almost yes exactly and there's a sense of individualism within that although it is a collective mm-hmm. a collective movement um, and I think again within that you can find your own sort of personality yeah. um, and there are different it, it could be seen as an umbrella term almost you know you've got um, uh, uh, wabi sabi, you know the Japanese mm. philosophy. Again, that 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 celebrates imperfection. Or you've got um, Japandi, so a, a combination of Japan, Japanese, sorry, and Scandinavian yeah. design. And again, that has that has a similarity. So there's there's lots of avenues within this that you could you could go down. Yeah. Um, there's a little bit of a little bit of something in there for everyone. I yeah, think. I love that. But at the heart mm. of it is this like stripped back, clean, simple, celebrating. Yes the little things in life that everyday yeah. joys and I think that's really lovely yeah you kind of just mentioned Wabi Sabi but are there any sort of icons or key figures or great spaces for inspo within this whole quiet luxury sphere that maybe you look towards or you've pulled inspiration from in the past um well I mean I think as a nation I think Japan has a lot to mm, offer on this yeah. yeah it's interesting I was actually there earlier in the year wow. um and Japanese design for me became um it became so much more meaningful. I felt like I really understood it mm. when I got to understand more about the culture of being in the country. Yeah. Um, and again, I think that leads into the philosophy. Um, I was really lucky to go to this beautiful temple mm. um, and experience this meditation and tea morning, which I just wow. absolutely loved. It was my favorite. It was my favorite day there. Yeah. Um, and the stillness and the quietness of the temple was. Um, so soothing and powerful Um, and it didn't need a lot of materiality Um, you know it's very pared back and there's a serenity within that Um, and I also enjoyed learning about the rock garden as well Mm. Um, and how it's about it's about the spaces in between it's actually not about um, not about the things themselves like the rocks it's not about that um, and I think there's a lot to learn in um, quiet luxury from that as well. You know, the quiet luxury, there is often a lot of space. Mm. Space in itself is luxury. Yeah. If you can, if you can, you know, everyone wants to live in a big house, yeah. right? <laughs> um, so there's there's lots of aspects I think that we can learn from that. Um, and it did in this temple specifically. It did have 
um, you know, a rather decorative room, um, but it wasn't it wasn't shouty. It was mm. this beautiful gilded space with lovely, um, lovely hand painted murals that told a story, um, all sort of lit by lit by candles. I love that again. Coming back to the storytelling, to the materials, mm. to the time and the care that went into creating that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. That. Yeah, and all and all the actions are very purposeful, you know, in the mm. sense of making tea. Yeah. There's a it's it's a ceremonial thing. There's a there's a specific way of doing it. Yeah, and you're focusing your mind. It's very it's a very mindful activity. It really just then you speak it really reminds me of this whole thing around rituals and how mm. we don't have many left actually. No, and a ritual can be something as small as making your morning coffee or yeah. you know, and it really feels like that is feeding into this whole having purpose celebrating Mm -hmm. doing things moving with purpose yeah um and i love that you actually you can sort of think about quite luxury as an extension of that yeah it's not just painting beige walls in your house no special exactly it doesn't have to be yeah slowing down i suppose actually is a big is a big part of it and appreciating the world around you yeah definitely and let's say someone's listening to this maybe they've just moved house maybe yeah. they've always been interested never quite you know quite, never quite know how to get started with mm. quiet luxury or it seems a bit you know bit beige bit too perfect how do you think people could start trying around or playing with this with this sort of concept this aesthetic mm. this philosophy yeah so I think I mean one of the one of the easiest ways probably is just to start thinking about your color palette mm. um in your home yeah. because one of the aspects of quite a luxury is to have this very harmonious palette mm. and it is quite neutral but as you know we mentioned earlier you can bring in those earthy tones yeah. um so in the harmony of the palette i think there's a luxury because it brings a confidence mm. yeah so i would say try and start there mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then i think um and then i think materiality is very important so layering lots of beautiful textures Mm. um we recently did a project and we designed a headboard and it had this gouged oak um yes it was like a a really large piece of gouged oak um so it's a natural material but with a sort of handmade craft quality to it so i think any anything that has that craft quality I think um, immediately makes something feel a little more lived yeah. in and less perfect. Definitely. And what about buying things? Should people be looking mm. for secondhand stuff or looking maybe not just your high street stores? Are there any good spots that you use maybe when you're shopping or looking for things for your home? Yeah, well, I think I think vintagey things do have... Um, often a kind of you know that handmade quality mm. because it, it can be harking back to a day where things were less perfect yeah. and, and not everything was machine made so I think that is a good place to start mm-hmm. uh, and maybe you look at antique textiles yeah. I mean that would be beautiful yeah um big heavy woven patterns um but I think just remembering that rawness and quality of material really whether it's new or old um, you know, can you see an exposed joint or is there something like that, you know, which tells which tells the story of how it was made? Mm-hmm. 
I really love that. I love the idea of exposing a little something, or mm. a bit like it is the the Yen Gardens, isn't it? When they leave the messy corner, which they don't actually comb, uh, yeah. <laughs> and like, there's always that little bit of imperfection within yeah. perfection, isn't there? Mm, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I think that's amazing. Well, it's been so interesting to get into this, and there's oh. so much more to it than meets the eye. Mm. We do, of course, have a little tra- closing tradition of a quick fire round. Yeah, um, if you're up for it. Oh yes, of love it. Okay, then. Well, these are all interiors aesthetically themed yeah um, but number one who is your ultimate interior idol oh my gosh um gosh I was there's been there's been so many over yeah. the years and I personally I get I get stuck because there are so many incredible aesthetics and so yeah. many different ways that you can go with things um mm. I, I mean, I love the work of Pierre Yonovich. Oh, yeah. Um, it's really, I mean, if you're talking about quiet luxury, actually, I feel like yeah. that's, he's, he's, he's very much high up on the, mm. on, on the quiet luxury side of things. Mm-hmm. So um, very sculptural, um, trueness to materiality, um, and just very considered, mm-hmm. things that are very designed. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then where do you find most of your inspiration when you're designing? Oh, gosh. Um, I suppose I love looking back at historical historical buildings mm. or historical furniture. I find there's so much joy in that. Um, and it feels good for the soul yeah. as well. I mean, I grew up in a timber-framed cottage with lots of antiques everywhere and um, so for me, that that feels good for the soul. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot to learn um, from people throughout the ages. Yeah. Um, so like big historical houses and all mm. their and all their detailing. Like it's very interesting to go yeah. to go to you know national trust properties or the Wallace collection yeah. and go and see how you know go and see how previous of people have have done mm. it and just to walk into the spaces and appreciate the scale. Yeah. Um, and I think once you can once you can figure out how to design at scale and really large spaces mm. actually I think that's a big part of cracking the design yeah. journey you can you can then from one once you've designed these really big spaces it's actually much easier to design everything because um, you really have to think about scale and proportion yeah. you can so imagine yeah okay then well along that design journey mm. what's your favorite part or favorite stage Oh gosh, I think it has to, well, it has to probably be the initial stages, the yeah. conceptualization, mm-hmm. the piecing it all together. Yeah. You know, it's like you have a big mixing pot of ideas and you're mm. chucking things in and, you yeah. know, having a quick taste you know is is that the right direction oh no I think it needs you know a little bit a little bit of this Mm. or um and just getting that balance right and once that once you feel that balance is right yeah this little feeling yeah this little feeling of oh yes we've done it we've done it um so that 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 bit is really exciting and then it's and then obviously you need to um live out live out that mm. aesthetic that you're that you're trying to create definitely um and then when you see it all come together at the end as yeah. well that's a big flourish yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then what's one thing that everyone should invest in for their home mm, interesting one thing that everyone should invest in I actually quite think quite like the idea of a rug I think yeah. I think a really good rug mm-hmm. um is amazing um it really it really grounds a space mm-hmm. um it draws together a seating arrangement yeah it gives you a color um a color palette to work mm-hmm. with yeah gives a sense of home um, coziness. coziness you know you can get a new rug antique rugs so many different amazing things mm-hmm. out there 
Great yeah. answer. Maybe I'll put one on my Christmas <laughs> list. Yeah. <laughs> and then 2024, looking mm. ahead, what trends or what things are you most excited about? Mm, interesting. Well, I think I think the sphere of quiet luxury is going to grow ever more. Yeah. And I think it leads into, into sustainability as well, mm. which is ever you know an ever growing well concern I suppose you could say of of the majority of people now um so anything that celebrates you know natural natural elements raw mm. rawness um like a sense of home yeah. then I think I think I think that's just going to continue to grow and having more respect for the world around us as well mm-hmm. definitely celebrating it in all of its imperfection and perfection yes. I love that. Oh, well, Holly, it's been such a pleasure chatting. Oh, well, thank you so thank much. You so much thank you. And there you have it. Everything you need to know about quiet luxury as told by the ever so lovely Holly Beasley. And I'm sure we'll continue to see this trend evolve and grow throughout 2024. And I, for one, have time for it. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I really hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you did, please make my day and leave a little review or hit that subscribe button. There are so many things I would love to do with Creator Spaces this year and that just helps make all of it possible. You can also head to our website for loads more content and also some inspiration for your next trip away. So go get planning your next vacation and I'll see you next time for more of the London edition.